So, after this weekend, I've seen a lot of hate spewed in the recent months about a man who is a constant winner and an overachiever, and that's what the people who support him like about him. Yes, he's been caught in lies and twisted the truth a little, but he's still out there proving his haters wrong time after time. Some people are jealous of someone who is successful, powerful, has a lot of money. Throw in a hot foreign model at his side and they hate him even more. You may not have wanted him in his role, but he's there now. At least for now. And there's nothing you can do about it. I know it's possibly going to get worse over the next several days, especially after this weekend. But like him or not, Tom Brady is still the quarterback in Tampa Bay and really turning things around. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. Yes, I know. As of now, you know, Donald Trump received 70 million plus votes, more than any other Democrat or Republican ever prior to 2020. 7 million more than he got in 2016, 5 million more than Hillary got in 16, and yet Joe Biden, according to the world, got 74 plus million votes. Just been an incredible weekend. And on top of that, the one thing that at least put the brakes on a little bit of that talk was that Alex Trebek passed away, the longtime Jeopardy host, at the age of 80, battled with pancreatic cancer. That's a battle you don't win. I mean, he revealed that he had a stage four diagnosis, then he got a wave of support, and he said he was going to battle as hard as he possibly could, and I'm sure he did. He got the job of hosting Jeopardy in 1984. He's appeared in more than 8,000 episodes over 37 seasons. That is incredible. He won six Daytime Emmys and a Lifetime Achievement Award back in 2011. Alex Terbeck, rest in peace. You know, another thing that can rest in peace is scams or are scams. I got a second rate scam in the email, uh, in my email over the weekend. Things are going, I mean, this COVID-19 thing has even dropped the level of scams. So I get an email that says, hi, dear, my apology as I'm, as I want to read it word for word for you here. Okay. So it says, hi, dear, my apology as I am contacting you through email. It is because it serves as the fastest and more convenient way to get to you. My name is Mrs. Ilana Solomon Shinor, a widow from Israeli born in Austria. I have a proposition involving a fund transaction unfinished by my late husband, who dead as the result of the coronavirus, COVID-19 in parentheses, We plan to invest in Dubai 2020 Expo before his death 
Due to my health condition, I can't handle the transaction. I solicit for your foreign assistance to complete the transaction. I will compensate you for the assistance to handle the transaction to move the funds in your country for investment and partnership with you. I will appreciate your reply for more details about me and the transaction on how we can proceed to move the fund to you by the bank. I know we are in serious situations about COVID-19. Stay safe. Thank you. Sincerely, Mrs. Ilana S. Shinor. I mean, there's no amount nothing you just want me to reply you're not saying hey i get a chance at 40 million hey i get 25 percent of 50 million something there's no amount you're not even it's just hey reply and we'll try to work out a deal to move some money (laughs) i mean come on now at least try at least all the others are at least giving me an amount that makes me want to think about yes i want to be involved this one this is second rate what's going on in the world wow it's just i'm very disappointed in the scams i'll tell you that very disappointed well 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 and look at the uh look at this story i had several of you listeners to chewing the fat send to me this story thank you reminding me of the scam in arkansas at the crater of diamond state park I see we had another winner last week or a little another man found the third largest diamond of the year at the state park. He found a 4.49 carat canary yellow diamond. It's about the size of a jelly bean. And of course, he found it sifting through the dirt using screens and water. As my eyes were panning to it, I was thinking it could be an amber piece of glass like an old Coke bottle. Once I focused on it, though, I knew it was a diamond. I was like, no way, no way. He went on to say when he found it, he was on his 11th bucket of the day. His hands were soaked through his gloves. The water was ice cold and the park was about to close. So he took it home and brought it back the next day to find out how to register his find. He was planning on going back to Fayetteville, but extended his stay since there had been good rain and conditions were optimal to find a diamond, which is what they tell you. If there's been a lot of rain and then they till the the fields, it's the perfect time to find a diamond. He's on the 11th bucket and he finds a thing that's the size of a jelly bean. I mean, okay. I know that that's what makes Crater Diamond State Park a special place. I just don't buy it. So, I know each diamond is, you know, unique. and Each discovery, says the park's director, Grady Spann. Ugh. He named his diamond Bam Mam Diamond, which is a tribute to his seven-year-old son and his five-year-old daughter, according to the state park. Did he, was he, didn't bring them along to spend the day digging in the dirt for diamonds, or was he just by himself out in the fields? It doesn't say. So that's why I, I'm, I find it hard to believe. You know, it's ever so often, every two or three months, we find a diamond. Somebody gets tossed a bone to keep you coming back. Remember Labor Day, we had the guy find the nine carat diamond, which was, you know, that's like the second largest diamond in Park's history found. 
And this one, you saw the pictures of it. I mean, this one is just, uh, you know, it, it's not even a jelly bean size. I mean, it's, I don't know. This place really just drives me insane. For one, <sighs> I love the area. It's beautiful. We had a really good time there. Two, it's agonizing out there in the fields, sifting through the dirt. And this guy's out there sifting through the dirt for a couple of days and decides, oh, I'll just go back. It's perfect time. It's wet. And then they've tilled the dirt and he finds one and it's the size of a skittle. Okay. All right. Congratulations. Congratulations. A 4.49 carat diamond, a canary, yellow diamond. What's that worth? According to this, a one carat canary yellow diamond ranges between $6,500 and $8,000. So he got 4.49 carat. So he's looking at you know, over 30000 And maybe, you know, he sells it for 30000 That's not bad. That was nice of the park to make sure that somebody won that. Right? Right. I mean, okay. Thank you. Thank you so much for that. I mean, I'm getting hooked. I want to believe. I want to believe. But I I can't. I can't believe that it's true. I just can't do it. I, you know, I'm not calling Stephen McCool from Fayetteville, Arkansas, a liar. I'm just saying perhaps it was a coincidence that he just happened to find it, and he'd been out there all day. No one would have just walked by and tossed it into his little screen where he finally said, Oh my gosh, what is that? I just... <sighs> There's got to be a better way to make money than to sift through dirt for diamonds. There just has got to be a better way. Oh my gosh, and I think there is. I mean, we've heard for years how important it is to have a diversified portfolio, stocks, bonds, mutual funds, that kind of thing. But if you've ever looked at a breakdown of the most successful portfolios, you'll typically see a diversified set of real estate. So why isn't it one of the first asset classes you consider when you're looking to diversify? Simple. It hasn't been available to investors like you and me until now. Thanks to Fundrise. They make it easy for all investors to diversify by building your portfolio of institutional quality real estate investments. So whether you're just starting to invest in real estate or looking to add more, Fundrise has got you covered. Here's how. Fundrise is an investing platform that makes investing in high quality, high potential real estate as easy as investing in your favorite stock or mutual fund. So whether you're looking to add stable cash flow via dividends or prefer long-term growth through appreciation, Fundrise has got you covered. To date, Fundrise manages more than a billion dollars in assets for 130,000 plus investors. And since 2014, the Fundrise platform has averaged 8.7 to 12.4% annual returns, and investors have earned more than $79 million in dividends alone. Fundrise's team of real estate professionals carefully vets and actively manages all of their real estate projects. So, if you want to start building a better portfolio today, 
Get started at fundrise.com slash Jeff. It's going to give you your first 90 days of advisory fees waived. Fundrise.com slash Jeff. F-U-N-D-R-I-S-E dot com slash J-E-F-F. And you're going to get the first 90 days of advisory fees waived. Fundrise.com slash Jeff. Speaking of parks, I mean, I know we were talking about the Arkansas State Park, but we've got the uh, Yellowstone National Park back in the news after an Idaho man has been blacklisted. Yeah, uh, you don't, you can't come here anymore, my friend. He was attempting to cook chickens in the hot springs. <laughs> so uh, apparently what got him into trouble is, is he was doing this in the off-limits thermal area. So rangers were alerted to the hydrothermal hot pot session after receiving reports uh, from people hiking toward this uh, Shoshone Geyser Basin. It's the park's largest geyser region. And they were going there with cooking pots in tow. <laughs> A sure sign that something is up. So the rangers uh, did their little investigation and revealed two whole birds in a burlap sack resting in a hot spring with cookware nearby. So the Idaho Idaho Falls man has been ordered to pay $1,200 fine for violating closures and use limits to serve two years of unsupervised probation. Wow. And he can't go into the park for two years. Holy cow. $1,200 fine for violating closures and use limits so just be, he was in the uh, the blacklisted area and then he also you know hey what are in the burlap sacks oh they're just chickens i just carry some chickens around don't worry about those pots and pans over there i wasn't going to do anything with them <laughs> so it's probably for some youtube channel bit i know that uh you know they had a big deal about uh you know a tv host was fined after digging a barbecue pit in one of the thermal areas to demonstrate how natural heat could cook chicken. Uh, good for them. And look, and they, you know, it's, it's for, it is actually for your safety not to go in there. They have uh, areas marked off because uh, they had not long ago, this kid jumps into one of the geysers, one of the water areas and burns himself who lets their kid burn into that i mean really a three-year-old kid jumps into the scalding water at a hot spring come on now come on now and one person has died since you know he was trying to use uh you know use the vents as a jacuzzi and he died from it and i'm i don't know about the three-year-old kid man you jump in that water that's sometimes 143 degrees Uh, You're doing some damage to yourself. And a little kid? Holy cow, that's dangerous. But, I mean, I just wanted to see if I could cook a chicken on the hot springs. I bet you it was. (laughs) So many, so many jokes. I'm just going to let you write them yourself, okay? I'm just going to let you write them yourself. Speaking of jokes, 
or <laughs> something that's <laughs> not a joke. Okay, my friends, uh, U.S. Customs and Border Protection uh, agricultural specialists have intercepted boots made from sea turtles and an arapaima, which is, if you don't know, a fish <laughs> from South America. I guess that's where they're from. Uh, they found three pairs of boots and a belt that uh, I didn't know that I could get sea turtle boots, but now I think I want some. No, of course I don't. It's just a joke because they're illegal. You don't want boots made from sea turtles. And I was looking up uh, arapaimas and I was thinking, what the heck is an arapaima? It's a a fish from uh, the Amazon, okay? And it's a big fish. It can reach like four inches in length. They're used for jewelry. They've got bony tongues that can be used as scrapers, but not boots, my friends. Not boots, or at least not boots here in the United States. All right, you don't be sneaking them in. You can use them, then wear them down in South America, but not here in America, okay? So they got busted bringing in three pairs of boots, two sea turtles and a arapaima pair and a sea turtle belt. So don't be trying to sneak that stuff into the country, okay? I mean, if the pictures, and I believe that they are from the director of field operations uh, for the uh, the U.S. Customs and Border Protection people, uh, they... I mean, I think I want a pair. <laughs> they look really, really nice. So if you were able to find a pair of sea turtle boots or arapaima boots, uh, arapaima, arapaima, yeah, arapaima boots, uh, don't tell anybody what they are or you're going down. You're going down, my friends. You're going down. <laughs> Let's go to the break room. I need something cold to drink. Desperately. Oh my gosh. That is so unbelievably good. Oh yeah. So while we're in the break room, I'll just say that I made it through uh, Queen's Gambit uh, this weekend. Uh, It was great. It was a really fun watch. I must say I was a little disappointed that it wasn't based on a true story. I don't know why. I have no idea why. I just, you know, I'm used to having chess stories be based on a real story instead of made up. But it was enjoyable. It was fun to watch. And, I, you know, I love chess, so it was fun to watch. But I started watching on HBO a new series that they have called The Undoing with Nicole Kidman and uh, what's-his-face, uh, you know... Ah, why can't I think of his stupid name now? Hugh Grant. Hugh Grant. And uh, it's only, it's a miniseries. And it's, I think it's six episodes. And uh, the first two have dropped. And I think, well, if actually the first three. I think the third one dropped this weekend, this past weekend, which I haven't had a chance to get to. But uh, it was worth it. It was worth it. It started off 
kind of slow but i was looking for something to watch so i i made it through but as the as the twist start gets there it was well worth the watch so it was fun and you know it was it was fun it was just that's all i'm saying it was fun it was worth the watch so if you you know if you got the hbo uh, you know if you got the hbo go ahead and watch it it's worth the watch all right yeah get off me all right it's called the undoing and then we got the big news that uh, johnny depp out from fantastic beasts right have a nice day sure uh it's delayed sure that's the way it goes but he is uh, out have a nice freaking day all right um sure he's got into trouble with the domestic abuse allegations and he's got he and the wife amber heard are still going at it and so they want to uh, have him out from fantastic beasts all right fine whatever whatever and i see where disney long as we're you know talking a little entertainment <laughs> we uh i see from disney where they uh have uh inside rumors are talking about the long-term closure of the hall of presidents wow okay so heaven forbid we have the hall of presidents now because we don't want president trump in the hall of presidents and what a divisive president he's been oh my gosh are you freaking kidding me so now we've got uh you know trump and biden and the battle between them going on so disney while having enough struggle staying open as it is you know we probably should go ahead uh and uh just get rid of the hall of presidents altogether Oh, okay, sure, that's a good idea. Amazing. One of the things that I wanted to remind you about, as long as we're here in the break room, uh, you need to subscribe to this podcast, Chewing the Fat. If you are listening to this right now and you're not a subscriber to this podcast, Chewing the Fat, um, there's a problem in your life and mine. The problem in my life is that you're not a subscriber. The problem in your life is you're not a subscriber. So choose a platform, whatever platform you want. There's a plethora of platforms out there like iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spotify, and subscribe to Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. You can you don't have to use those platforms. You could use whatever little platform warms the little cockles of your heart, okay? But the most important thing is to subscribe to Chewing the Fat. And then life is good. Now, some of those platforms will let you rate and review the podcast, which, you know, you want to do and you want to review it, you know, 20 stars, best podcast ever. But first and foremost, you want to become a subscriber. Then life can move ahead. (laughs) So, you know, then you can subscribe to the YouTube channel, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. Then you can follow me on social media at JeffyJFR on Twitter uh, Jeff Fisher Radio on Facebook, Instagram, and Parlor. Boy, speaking of Twitter, man, this weekend, uh, Twitter is, I'm losing followers on Twitter like a rain. So I don't know what Twitter's doing, but Jack, thank you. I appreciate it very much. You just keep going the other direction instead of, I mean, I'm just, no problem. It's been going up for months, but now <laughs> uh, we've decided to pull the plug on listeners to at JeffyJFR. So. That's the way it goes, I guess. That's the way it goes. <sighs> oh, well. So I see where uh, Pfizer 
uh, now that we have uh, the possibility of Donald Trump no longer being president, I'm sure it had, it was just a coincidence that they announced today that they have a new COVID-19 vaccine that's going to be 90% effective. <laughs> uh, I'm sure, I'm sure it's just a coincidence that they announced it, you know, once you knew that Donald Trump was out. As president, I got news for you, Pfizer. Uh, Donald Trump is still the president of the United States of America, but you know, I guess now we could just say that thanks Joe Biden for the COVID nineteen uh, vaccine that's going to be ninety percent, you know, effective. And uh, according to the initial data, it's going to be ninety percent effective. Wow, I mean that's pretty strong. If that's true, that's great. Uh, I don't care who developed it. I mean, if that's true, that is good news. I hope they're not using butt acid from ants in the vaccine, though. Yeah, you heard me. Butt acid from ants. One of my favorite stories from the weekend. Uh, Apparently, ants slurp their own butt acid to protect themselves from germs. (laughs) I know. I know. I know. So a team of researchers noticed something odd about ants. Every time the insects swallowed food or water, they would start cleaning the glands on their butt ends. So it didn't seem to be linked to digestion. And because the ants do this, even after they have only ingested water, the, uh, the zoologist from Martin Luther University in Germany said, hmm, I wonder what would happen if we made it not possible for the ants to lick their own butts. So they allowed the Florida carpenter ants, which I am not a fan of, by the way, and never have been. Those bastards are, I don't like them. You can quote me on that. I, I lived in Florida for a lot of years. I do not like the Florida carpenter ants. Sam, I am. Okay. So what they did is they they allowed the carpenter ants to feed first, and then they immobilized them with ice. So, I, you know, when ants get too cold, they stop moving. They don't die, however. Okay. They just stop moving. And then when they warm up, they go back to life again. <laughs> That's a wonderful thing about ants. <laughs> yeah, it sure is. I love them. I love them. Anyway, I mean, I, and those little Florida red ants. I could, man, when I first moved to Florida, these little Florida red ants were everywhere. And it got really bad. And if my first wife was working at a hospital that they were having a real problem with it. The same as, uh, uh, as our home, actually. I mean, they, this whole area, we lived not too far from the hospital. So this whole neck of the woods in Florida that we were living in was, you know, red ant world. And so they brought in all the experts and I followed them around, man. And I found out those, like those Florida red ants, what happens is, is it, what happens is, is let's say you set out, uh, some poison. Okay. And then they break off. Well, yeah, they break off because they don't go back to the other poison. They just go around it. Uh, they, they, you know, we don't want anything to do with that. All right. Those are dead over there. So you got to kill them at the source. So, like, if you were to point out, uh, we used to, I used to put out peanut butter and boric acid, and that kills them, okay? And then they would carry it back to the nest. 
uh, you know, to their hive, their nest, whatever you want to call it. But what happens is, is that when a bunch of ants start dying around the peanut butter and boric acid, the other red ants go, whoa, hey, 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 don't go there. And they go back and tell the other ants, don't go there, go another way. So you got to keep up on it. You can't let the dead ants build up around the peanut butter and boric acid. So it kills them. And there's only a few things that they really like to eat. Like sometimes you would leave food out on the counter and the ants would just leave it alone. You'd like, well, hey, I left the food out here. Why aren't the ants there? What they really liked was a chicken and chicken grease. Let's say you spilled some of that on the counter. Oh, man. Red ant world, man. They would attack that like crazy. Anyway, so they what these <laughs> doesn't have anything to do with these ants licking their own butts. But uh, so they prevented these ants. They froze them. I'm sorry. They immobilized them with ice, and then they once they uh, heated them up and they tested their digestive systems pH levels. All right. So the ants' acid levels dropped when they were unable to suck up the poisonous substance called formic acid that oozes from a gland called acidophore on their abdomens. So carpenter ants use this formic acid to disable prey. They smear it in after biting their victim with with the mandibles. And the formic acid is known as a weapon that they use against predators. These wood ants, they hurl, some wood ants hurl this poison at their enemies' faces. (laughs) Like the birds take advantage of this behavior by getting the ants to spray them with it. So it kills the other other pests that are on the birds. That's pretty, that's pretty incredible, right? So, uh... We use the formic acid as an antibacterial agent in livestock feed, pesticides, wart removal. Wow. And it's had, they're looking at it for a role in potential future energy technologies. What are you running on? Hey, I'm running on uh, ant bud acid. Yeah, I got this thing running on bud acid. I'm getting about 25 a mile, 25 a gallon. I mean, if you're only getting 25 miles a gallon to ant butt acid, um, uh, that's not good because think of how many ants you gotta <laughs> it takes to create a gallon of formic acid from their butt anyway uh they use uh they, they use it to clean their nests and clean their babies with it and so uh you know what what it does is uh, i mean it's just they they're licking their butt for this acid and that i guess keeps the stomach from getting hurt and if we swallow the formic acid we get corrosive burns headaches confusion if inhaled it can lead to blood bloody vomiting i mean you don't want to have anything to do with it but if you're an ant and you're licking your butt with ant butt acid now you're living large now you are living large with that so I guess it's a good thing. And if we could use it for, you know, <laughs> vaccines, uh, okay. If you're running on butt acid, good. I mean, ant specifically, butt, ant, butt acid, right? ABA. If you're running on ABA, you're doing fine. No problem. But you only got, you got to mix it just right. 
Because if you get it wrong, you're going to screw up everything. So that's good. I mean, and look, this is, could be a, not only a million, but a billion dollar idea, right? If you're starting to, if you can figure out a way to market ant butt acid, now you're living large. Did you see where uh, Al Roker said he has prostate cancer and he's taking some time off from the Today Show for surgery? I mean, say a prayer for Al. He's been around for, you know, a long time. And uh, one in seven black men get prostate cancer. That's that's a pretty huge number, which is why he said he went public with it uh, as soon as, uh, you know, as soon as he knew and got everything squared away. I don't know why ants slurping their own butt acid made me think of Al Roker getting prostate cancer, but you know, it did. Uh, also, Oh, I, you know, we do recalls. I didn't do the recall at the open of the show, but uh, Volvo is recalling uh, a bunch of cars because of airbag fragments. Kill the driver. I thought we had this solved. I thought we recalled all the airbags and we took everything out, but no, uh, they announced it's recalling 54,000 vehicles after a driver was killed. So a fragment from the driver's side airbag killed a driver. So it, it ruptured and then sent metal fragments flying. <laughs> that does not sound fun. Okay. That does not sound fun. I just want to, you can quote me on that. So if you have a Volvo, uh, all 2001 through 2003 S80 and S60 cars in the United States recalled because of that. So if you have a Volvo in that window, I would say if you have a Volvo, I would take it in and say, what up? Uh, rub it down with ant butt acid, do whatever you got to do, but I don't want this airbag going off and uh, exploding metal fragments into my face please. So I know we talked about Oregon and their decriminalization of, uh, you know, every drug under the, under the sun, but, uh, what's being called a green landslide from, uh, Boris Jordan, the chairman of cannabis company, Cureleaf Holdings, uh, Arizona, Mississippi, Montana, New Jersey, South Dakota, all passed legislation legalizing some form of marijuana use. And there's more to come. Uh, New York governor, Andrew Cuomo, who I do not like that man so much. He said, uh, conditions are in his state are ripe for legalization by next year. Yeah. No kidding. You want to know why? Because he sees the tax money coming in. Oh, man, I do not like that man so much. So, a Canadian pot company, uh, Freya, agreed to acquire Atlanta-based Sweetwater Brewing Company, which makes weed-flavored beer. Man, I bet you that's good. Uh, for $300 million. That doesn't seem like an awful lot, but congratulations to them. Uh, and congratulations to Sweetwater Brewing Company out of Atlanta for making a quick $300 million for your weed-flavored beer beer. 
Also, Aurora Cannabis was the snack of choice, rising 56% yesterday to push. uh, And when I say yesterday, this story is from uh, the middle of last week. So, you know, right after the election, shares in the two other cannabis industry leaders, uh, Tilray and Canopy, had uh, great growth on Wall Street uh, by the end of last week. And uh, so cannabis is on the rise my friends on the rise so be ready to be able to just smell pot everywhere you go man won't that be good actually now nah, i'll let you go never mind and i see where uh mit pretty incredible uh mit has now claimed that they have a new algorithm that they believe the sound of your cough can determine if you have COVID-19 or not. The sound of your cough could determine if you have COVID-19 or not. So if they have a new algorithm, I mean, you might be able to have an app on your phone and if you cough, if you have the notifications on, you might get a notification you have COVID-19. <coughs> Boop. You're free of COVID-19. Continue to move about your day. I mean, it's coming. It is coming soon. Vaccine or no vaccine, my friends. <laughs> you are, we, and I say you, as in we, are going to be in deep, deep doo-doo with contact tracing, with having our devices warn others, it's going to be a nightmare. And big surprise coming out of the University of Wisconsin-Madison. A study done by a professor just found out that, huh, most students do not treat their minority peers worse than their non-minority peers. Surprise! People aren't racist. Amazing. I mean, just incredible. So this is a study conducted by Mr. Psychology Professor. And he wanted to analyze, you know, how students interacted with each other, you know, the minority groups. So he conducted it uh, determined him to determine the frequency by which minority students are on the receiving end of offensive comments. Um, we were surprised by the results. So we tried out one situation, then another one, and so forth. But study after study came back with the same results. Most students didn't treat other white actor more positively than black Asian or Muslim actors. Huh. Amazing. I mean, that's what we've been trying to say forever, but, you know, so be it. So they cite this Pareto principle. I mean, who doesn't cite the Pareto principle? It's the idea that 80% of consequences come from 20% of causes. Duh. Which means that, uh, you know, the results showed that between 5% and 20% of the participants treated the Confederates belonging to marginalized groups more negatively than the normalized, than the non-marginalized Confederates, which means that, uh, you know, duh, a small percentage of people are, 
you know, treat people badly. But the majority, which is what we've been told isn't the exact opposite, the majority isn't racist. Just incredible. And it takes a psychology professor at the University of Wisconsin in Madison. We were surprised. You know, we were really surprised by these results. We tried out one situation, then another one, and it just kept coming back that students weren't racist, and we couldn't have that. So we kept going back and forth and back and forth until finally, okay, we gave in. People aren't generally racist. Huh. It's just a surprise. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts. So if you have kids going to an elementary school in Manor, Texas, which is just outside of Austin, I guess if you have kids going to the Lagos Elementary School in Manor, Texas, you would know where Manor, Texas is. So anyway, these kids were caught on camera playing with a bat outside the school. Now, that's no big deal. I mean, I remember catching bats as a kid and you find, a, you know, you find a wounded bat laying on the sidewalk and you put it in a jar and you mess with it and you know, whatever. I mean, you never did that. Okay. Well, I did. And, uh, you know, we used to have catch bees and bats and mess with them in jar, whatever. Uh, if you didn't do that, I mean, whatever you're fine. You know, you're not, you're not the weirdo, <laughs> but, uh, so apparently this, uh, bat has, uh, rabies. And so these kids were playing with the bat outside the school and, now they're looking for, you know, they're, they're in trouble for playing with this bat outside the school because it had rabies. So they're looking for students and any other person who came in contact with the bat. So the Texas Department of Health Services is all about looking for uh, people who played with the bat. Now they found, you know, about 15 of the kindergarten students that were near or playing with the infected bat. But exposure and infection, if left untreated, can be fatal. Well, yeah. And these kids probably don't know that. So you just tell them, hey, were you playing with a bat? And we got to get you checked out because the bat was sick. <clears throat> Thank you. But, uh, I, you know, I love the idea that these kids were outside the school playing with this bat. Hey, look, it's a bat. Is it sick? And it's messing with this sick bat. I mean... Now that's talking about kids being kids right there. You never, again, you never did that. Okay, whatever. I mean, we can talk, you know, I don't want to talk about the, I don't want to talk about the election and I don't want to talk about the fraud that's going on. And it's just been a nightmare. This weekend was quite possibly, it was a long weekend. It was a long weekend and I stayed away from as much news as I could and it's difficult I, mean, I, I I don't want I, I can't even talk my way through it I mean it's just was I couldn't believe when it was announced that they were saying Joe Biden is he's the president that's it he's president elect that's it we solved it it's a done deal I don't know how they could do that I don't know how they could do that I don't I mean well obviously I watched them do that and they did it because they decided that 
they, the press, decided that we're going to say that he's reached enough of the electoral uh, 279. He's there. That's it. We gave him the state of Pennsylvania. We called it. So he's the president. And so now it's, uh, you know, not only is Trump fighting that, but he's fighting all the other possibilities of election fraud. I, it just, it's, you know, good luck, God bless. Not, I, I, I don't foresee it happening. I was told that, you know, there's plenty of people on the ground. In fact, I was told in an email from an unnamed source that they expect to win Arizona and Georgia and have a plan for the rest. Okay, good. That that makes me happy. Is anyone going to believe it? I don't know. There has to be some real, real evidence of big-time fraud. And I hope it's there. And I hope it's believable. Because just finding a mailman that threw away 500 ballots big deal you got to have you got to be able to have show how these machines were doctored to create thousands of wrong votes of doctored votes i don't know that you can do that and i hope I, you know i hope there's a way I, you know i want it to happen and it needs to be fully documented because they've already the coronation has already happened so unless there's 100% proof and documented and it there's no way to get out of it you're not going to convince anybody and for all the people who now want to get along good luck good luck because there was none of that before and now you want it now I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen. Sorry. I mean, should it happen? Absolutely. Would I like to see it happen? To a point. To a point. I'd like to see it happen. Do I think that Joe Biden is president of the United States? No. Is he going to be? Sure looks like it. Doesn't it? Sure looks like it. It was a long weekend, man. It was a long weekend. And now we're going to have to put up with Jill Biden. I'm sorry, Dr. Jill Biden, who plans on keeping her current job as an English professor at Northern Virginia Community College, becoming the first flotus in a position, 231-year history, to have a full-time job outside of her duties as first lady. She's going to rewrite the first lady's job. It's going to be great. And she's a lifelong educator. And she'll let us know the value of teachers and their contributions. And Doug, Doug Emhoff, the vice president-elect Kamala Harris's husband, he's going to be the first male spouse of any vice president or president for that matter. (laughs) Oh, yes, it's going to be great. 
And look, he's an entertainment attorney, so love him. Love him. I know it talks about his big ad agency uh, that he defended with a you know, $42 million legal battle over the Taco Bell Chihuahua. I don't know how much money he made from that, but it was probably an awful lot. And it'll just be wonderful to see the first husband. I'm sorry, the second husband or whatever the hell you call him. I, I'm i sorry. I didn't mean to get off on that little tangent. And, uh, you know, I just it's going to be a wonderful time in America. And I'm happy to be a part of it. And I want you to be a part of it as well. So thanks for listening to Chewing the Fat. And you can email me, chewingthefat at theblaze.com and share your thoughts. And if I could take your calls live or while recording this, I would. But since I can't, just email me, chewingthefat at theblaze.com. And I'll take your messages in email form and share them with other Chewing the Fat listeners here on the podcast. Okay? Okay. That's great. Okay. Because, <laughs> I, I, you know, I'm happy. I'm happy. All the people around the world are happy. Sure, some countries wouldn't congratulate Joe Biden, but most did. And there's just a, it's an overwhelming, just a landslide of support for Joe Biden. And it's going to be a, do wonders for our relationships with other foreign powers around the world. Don't you think? Don't you? Oh, 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 oh